there i am subha a career growth coach and this is season 5 of small talk with raincraft with i'm hasita i'm a marketing consultant at motley crew and i'm so excited are we at season 5 already can you believe it please do look us up and catch earlier episodes too but let's get on with this one hasita i'm wondering if you're free kind of maybe monday wednesday friday Yeah, three times a week should be good. Okay. <laughs> What for? So I'm going to come to your office and have a cup of coffee with you and then come back to my office. That's about it. Yeah, I'm sure you mean well, but why? Because I'm feeling very left out of this new trend of what they're calling coffee badging. And I've been reading about how because companies are maybe requesting that employees come to work more often employees are turning up saying hello to colleagues having a nice cup of coffee collecting their kind of badge of approval for turning up and then heading back home so i want to do that too let's do it and <laughs> let's be part of this new workplace jargon that's crept in after quiet quitting and what was the next one there was the great resignation then there was the great rejoining right something like that something like that yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, it's a uh, it's really something that everyone is talking about because it's it's kind of like a bit of a sore point right now that mm-hmm. this return to office mandates are just increasing by the day right I mean TCS probably one of the largest IT employers is going from like twice a week to thrice a week to saying everybody return to your home city and land up in your home base office which is feeling like a huge task because so many people have reorganized their lives in this whatever we were calling as to throw one more jargon new normal and all that I'm just thinking though being sore for whom is it the companies that are requesting with great emphasis that are feeling sore about not having people come back or is it the people who are feeling the pressure of again having to change their lifestyles in 3 4 years or is it both and if no one's happy then why are we even doing this yeah good point i think from the employee side clearly family dynamics have changed work schedules have been realigned the kind of child care elder care and how you've managed just basic cost of living by moving to a smaller town or your hometown all of that has made significant changes in let's say a working couple's life mm mm-hmm. yeah so a good friend and his wife who uh, moved from very nuclear family existence in bangalore to kanpur and with parents much more of extended family able to do more work spend more time with kids and elders and has now yeah. decided i can just permanently stay here which is a very fair conclusion to come to yeah so i think from an employee side the main thing is that perhaps their life has already got i mean there was an upheaval and then you've settled into a different reorganized schedule which has hmm. been working okay and one of the thing is that organizations have been thankful for is that in this entire kind of few years of chaos work has always continued to happen 
Yeah. But I'm just thinking how many people's lives have changed so significantly. Like I'm just thinking you and I both run our own thing and work remotely anyway. But we are still here in the same city where we were before and during the pandemic. So I'm just statistically, let's say even from an employment standpoint, how many people's lives have been so significantly changed in the context of how they work? I think a lot of people left bigger cities because if you're anyway alone, or a nuclear setup, then why spend so much and pay heavy rentals and work from home in Bangalore or Bombay or Delhi if you had Mm. another option? It may not even be about spending less, but it may be that I'm willing to also spend more, but enjoy this flexibility. Yeah, Like I was looking for a weekend getaway and almost every ad or every write-up that I saw for a location it talked about how you could also do a workcation there. You could rent it for right. three weeks, one month, longer periods, and just work from there. So maybe hmm. it was also about, hey, let me let me organize myself the way I enjoy it also. Yeah, actually that I can empathize with and also resonate with a lot because say, for example, families with children or caregiving responsibility, it's easier when you're present right physically and for a long time I think it was not even imaginable for a lot of us to say I might be able to work from home but now we can imagine it we have lived through it so why are we really kind of changing it I think there's also some probably amount of frustration from the fact that if you remember Suva as soon as the lockdown hit the very next day we were just working from home processes and systems and how we do it all of that happened later but the fact is that the first thing we showed up for was working Right. So when we have reiterated that commitment to that extent, maybe it feels like a decision that's been imposed on us without our contribution to it in any way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this entire period of turmoil, no company has really complained that productivity was an issue. On the other hand, everybody was happy with the increased productivity. And so if you've taken a bit of advantage of all of that and we have made sure that the ship is sailing smoothly... Just cut Mm. us some slack and believe that we will continue to do the good work, no? It's interesting that you bring up the productivity perspective, right? Because like you said, from the individual side, when you look at it, it's that I still showed up. I still did not only what I was supposed to do, but above and beyond what was expected of me. Despite which I saw a lot of my colleagues being let go of in the years that followed. And now you are also telling me that I do not have agency in how I live my life anymore because we are, hey, guess what? Three days a week, I have to come, drink coffee, say hi and go back. And even for you and me as running our uh, smaller level businesses, the number of meetings that we have converted to online, right? If I think back to when I started Raincraft, almost every new client or prospective new client would say, hey, why don't you come down and meet us, right? And Uh uh, without batting an eyelid, I would say yes. And then check (laughs) all the way across the city for a 20-minute meeting, right? And then try and figure out, can I meet someone else in this side of town? How can I make better use of my time or end up for Mm. a few hours between meetings in a coffee shop? And now when I look back, it was needed at that stage and it is definitely like meeting somebody physically, especially for meetings early in the relationship or the engagement is truly beneficial. But many of those could have been a Zoom call. 
So true. Which is why I'm also thinking, what is the company perspective here? Because it's an infrastructure expense, right? You have to rent out a space, you have to potentially provide transportation to a bunch of people, then there's the coffees that they're coming to drink and the lunches and the air conditioning and whatever you can think of. So really, what is the benefit to that cost? If there is a benefit to that cost, why are they not being a little more vocal about it? Yeah. I think one is that the, a lot of the cost is fixed. So it's like mm-hmm. I've told my employees that between Monday to Friday, you need to come twice, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. most people are choosing middle of the week or getting it over in the first part, right? And mm-hmm. very few go in on a Friday. Those are just some human behavior. We're like that. But Monday to Friday, I have to keep all the lights on and have housekeeping and have all the infrastructure and etc uh, etc et if i'm going to do that then i need to optimize it because mm. i don't know now who's going to come in when or it, something like that so some kind of cost benefit to that mm. all of these larger tech companies from a bangalore perspective who are uh, calling in people they also have a very large supplier network right? People who are mm-hmm. supplying the canteens, who are supplying cabs and buses for pickup and other things, all of them must be definitely lobbying to say, hey, let's get back to full strength. What's yeah, stopping yeah, you? Yeah, no, makes sense. Right? Makes sense. And these are mm-hmm. also specific to a few industries. So many didn't have the luxury of even any kind of... Considering a work from home. Yeah. yeah. Even in banking, I remember my ex-colleagues, they all used to t- do shifts of two, three weeks in a row. And then home for a couple during peak COVID that too, because you needed to have the branches open, healthcare, mm-hmm. hospitality. I mean, so many and mm-hmm. field sales in some cases, you didn't get this kind of luxury. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? Because you don't want see what's happening also is that person who's now being forced to go to work and didn't want to in the first place is going is interacting is having whatever it is that they're having and coming back and is feeling like they've had a productive day on average Mm. when in fact probably you're losing those two days of productivity Mm. and I'm sure engagement is going to be the next thing to follow in those instances because we are not meant to operate like that no to say that Monday to Wednesday my job description is to go show my face and come back like that's not Mm. a motivator for a lot of people even coming from a good place and saying I'm very loyal to this company still if you made me come twice a week for no reason how long am I going to last so is it counterproductive and how do we solve for something like that I think you've um, asked the right question like if I'm coming for no reason and I think that's what needs to be answered like why are they Mm -hmm. coming Mm -hmm. so if you're going to not look into it at all and say I'm mandating return to work and I don't really care that's then you have to face the repercussions of that. But mm-hmm. if organizations and the leaders and the managers could say, hey, okay, let me truly embrace flexibility where I can afford to give that flexibility. Right? Right. What would that yeah. look like? Then as a manager or as a leader, I will have to say, hey, why am I bringing this person in? And mm. when I, when they do come in, how can I make that day more useful for them and me, right? Right. Because if that day is going to look and feel exactly like the day they spent at home, then clearly we're not meeting any objective here. Mm-hmm. Right. I've got a cousin who says she has to go thrice a week despite having a small baby at home to meet no one because her 
team and her manager are in the US. Yeah. Which They're is even worse. Like the blanket application of that policy can go wrong in so many different ways. Yeah. Correct. Then there is a friend who's a manager was saying he goes to a certain location because their office has multiple buildings across the city. He goes to a certain building, which is the closest to his home. And his team members go to different buildings closer to their home. So again, they're not physically mm-hmm. meeting as a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that same so, team's meeting, they're doing instead of home from office. So I think the first is to sit down and say, okay, we want to see how much of this we can embrace. Right? Let's have some conversation saying, what is the kind of work we do? In this, how much of it is brainstorming that will benefit us sitting face to face in a room? Because mm-hmm. all said and done, we also know, like if when we do sit together, we get more we done and seem to come up with more ideas. And yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We are not saying, oh, I'm with you only for these forty minutes on Zoom, and I kind of turn on the brain and then I turn off the brain on this topic, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, fair so, enough. Which is what happens when you're jumping from call to call. So firstly, I think managers and have to think about what does embracing flexibility look like and if how far on that scale am I willing to move? So what all mm-hmm. am I okay with? So if there are young moms or new hire, let's say new hires, I want them in because I want them mm-hmm. to meet people. I want them to know how the system works, right? Yeah, but yeah. those who have other restrictions, constraints, if I can allow for it. and and also, I think being okay with, I can't now always have one rule fits all. Yeah. And what I'm also hearing is to diffuse that responsibility to the manager level. Hmm. You've made an organization level decision, but let each individual manager be in charge of how they want to enforce that decision. Yeah. Otherwise, you're leaving the manager with no choice but to say, hey, new mom, you've got to come. I mean, women in the workforce is a problem that is big enough already and we don't need to add to it. Worsen it, hopefully. With, so yeah, all yeah. women drop off because of such uh, rigid rules. Okay. Right. So I think one that, uh, to see what are we really looking for when we say we want people to come back and then communicating better, uh, listening. Okay, what do you want? What is today holding you back or what would be better for you from a structure perspective? An employee may also say that if I'm turning up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then maybe my manager also turns up Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Then at least there's some point. Yeah, genuinely, right? Yeah, yeah. Or at least we do Monday, Wednesday and we decide what to do about the Friday, which is I think also it's a transition level teething problem is how I'm perceiving it as well. Maybe another two, three months some companies at least will realize that, yes, we have mandated something, but it's not a uniform something that now we can you know, go about yeah. imposing everywhere. And small SMEs and startups can really benefit by saying, okay, as a team, what do we really need? Maybe we're mm-hmm. too small to allow this now. Yeah, yeah. Somehow manage through it. But we would mm-hmm. be so much more nimble and able to put out so much more if... All of us sat in a room for four or five hours a day at least. And I think <laughs> so, maybe that agility is harder to quantify. But maybe all it needs is to look at it for a month. Especially for startups. And I completely get where you're coming from. Because a lot of problems are being solved on the fly. And there may not be documentation and processes for everything. So when you're doing stuff on the fly, I guess it is always easier to have people 
in in the general vicinity of each other when you're smaller teams genuinely like you don't want everything to be okay we had a meeting here are the minutes of the meeting circular like you don't have that <laughs> time and energy time yeah yeah and resources honestly yeah yeah, you, yeah. because you're already doing two three kinds of roles but you don't mm-hmm. have that bandwidth to do it so it makes sense that okay we all come in and knowing that there is a bit of work, personal life that has creeped into everybody's work life in terms of scheduling mm-hmm. that we are doing less work we say okay fridays everybody take a call we would love to have mm-hmm. you in can't then that's understood that's not mm-hmm. a day where we are expecting 100% in office right right fair enough yeah yeah most importantly we by now for your own business function organization the kind of work you do figure out how to measure outcomes yeah so all of us know like if like your writers who are remote if if every day they have written x for you and turned it in then you don't really care where the parameters met yeah for me it's yeah. honestly after the family please go live your lives and uh, yeah. this is something we've spoken about as well again in the context of engagement i'm just thinking where does the individual responsibility come into all of this yeah right because yes we have all had to face circumstances which are tough and we've reacted to it in ways that felt right at that time but mm-hmm. finally our careers are still ours right so what choices can we intentionally make in these contexts which might firstly serve us better and also end up serving that career that we want to build for ourselves finally yeah i remember even before the pandemic i was uh, working and advising for a friend who runs a law firm and had uh, team members in different locations and we were talking to the team and saying hey it's also on you maybe on monday to say hey i'm sitting in this location tracking these cases because they're going to court waiting for dockets etc mm-hmm. this is what i expect other four five things that i will get done this week and then mm-hmm. by thursday send an update saying this is where we are on those and mm-hmm. anything which is a red flag flag it either immediately or say by wednesday saying hey it's not really going as per plan these are the yeah, few things yeah. so the supervisor manager founder sitting somewhere um, is not feeling the pinch of this remote they are doing mm-hmm. and because they have remote. to do this for 10 people no correct, finally correct. don't make yeah. them ask 10 people perfectly logical way of going about it also no to say this is what i am taking charge of and do it from a place of genuinely i think adding that value we all mm-hmm. have that perspective on our organizations it's not that we don't yeah. we just need to maybe put our hand up and say yeah this is what i am able to own and honestly there's some relief in that even if you don't show up on a certain day you still know that this person is dependable it gives everybody comfort i think if we look at the three things that we have talked about one is if i embrace flexibility because the rules of the game have changed and this is where we're heading to as a mm. world and what does that look like secondly communicating listening asking the questions what's working for you what's not what do you want from me as your manager etc yeah and thirdly being very clear in both directions on what the goals and outcomes and progress is i think all of it mm-hmm. seems to come down to just very very intentional positive listening and asking and telling 
Yeah. Honestly, right. what I'm taking away here also, Subha, is that maybe there were certain circumstances that were imposed and we didn't have a lot of choice in how we can go about that. But now that we do, to a large extent, at the systems level and the people level, how mm. can we make this a positive shift in the workplace? Mm. Yeah. And definitely a more inclusive shift, I think it's time. It's definitely time. A lot of things have changed. And even in terms of the way we're working, communication tools, there's just so much that there's been a shift on. And it's a mm. pity to not embrace some of those opportunities and create newer and newer ways of work. Right? So true. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still coming for coffee. Bye. Please do remember to share, subscribe, follow, and do leave us a nice rating or review. It really helps us move up the charts and reach more and more small talkers. Bye.